Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I'm saying you can crush it as a commodity, 100%. Like, I mean, if you have some, if you buy something and you're like, man, I just want to get in into this i want to make some money you know i don't really want to be super hands-on i want to hire a cow this is the guy that i work yeah. with in in uh sandestin and that was his thing you know he oh he was the owner it's like a restaurant like a restaurant yeah. tour you know and 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 he just bought it and he hired a captain hired a crew and then you know wait for the dividends to roll in now anybody that's thinking about doing that good luck and god yeah. bless you they come to relax enjoy the beach have fun and spend money and that's where we come in this is the awkward water sport guys podcast find out tips on the best ways to market and operate a water sports business if you're a water sports operator you need to grow your brand operate more safely upgrade your operations and of course increase bookings we're industry veterans broadcasting from Destin, Florida. This is the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. And this is Kevin O'Neill and Greg Fisher. Welcome to episode one of the Awkward Water Sports Guy podcast. Yeah, actually it's episode three because the first two episodes, the, uh, we, screwed up the sound. we screwed up the sound. and By we, I, you. Yeah, I, yeah, I screwed but up the you, sound. But you, but you, you. You took the bull by the horn. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I sure did. Um, this is our unscripted, uncut, raw, ass. raw show of water sport uh, operations, marketing, all the good stuff that water sport operators want to hear. And we hope to be making businesses more money, help them operate better, and all that in between. I like. I like. I, I hope that. I hope that people from all. From all walks, not just water sports, as obviously that's what we're geared to. We're both, yeah. you know, uh, thought leaders, as it were, I feel like, you know, in our industry. We both accumulatively between the two of us got quite a bit of time. But I hope, I think that, I think that ultimately it's a lot of the stuff that we talk about is going to be applicable toward the, you know, strategies for any, any companies. But specifically water sports, this one. But hopefully anybody can gain some value from this, you know, if you're in business or... You know, looking to level up your marketing or level up your operations. I think I think there's going to be a lot of uh, valuable information for a lot of different people, but specifically water adventures. Absolutely. So this is our first show, and we um, have a really great topic we're going to talk about today. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, Kevin and I just want to give a little bit about who we are and why we. Um, are in water sports, and uh, that way uh, there's some context to uh, a lot of our conversations. Yeah, we're not just like two guys that are like <laughs> huge fans of like renting boats and water skiing. Yeah, yeah. we're just huge enthusiasts. Yeah, I bought a jet ski off Craigslist, and I just love it. <laughs> I, I just want to podcast about my 1980 jet ski. Uh, yeah. Um. So, um, Kevin, uh, just t- tell a little bit about yourself and how you got into water sports and. Oh, that's a long story history. I hope you got a couple hours. It was I'm in business in my third year in business. Uh, I, I have uh, I had a little over ten years in South Florida and Key West as a 
parasail captain. I worked for a large um, water sport company down there. And I came to Destin and I wanted to get a break from uh, <laughs> madness of water sport life. So I'm like, oh, I'll open up my own business. That should be easy. So, um, yeah, that was basically it. Came to Destin and, and started off and it's been... It's been, all, it's been a wild ride, man. I've learned a lot, and I've actually been able to teach a lot, and I've learned a lot, you know, from guys like you, and yeah, and, and how about you, Mr. OTA? Oh, yeah, Mr. so, um, <laughs> String of initials, PhD. Yeah, um, <laughs> so uh, I started um, uh, into the water sports water tours about 11 years ago. Uh, my background before that was mostly hospitality and tourism. I worked in hotels, but uh, I had an itching uh idea to sell activities online and it wasn't a revolutionary idea but uh back then it, it kind of was for this area partnered with a local businesswoman and we formed trip shock which is an uh, online activity booking site for mostly water sports and tours we do a little bit of everything but right now we have about 400 uh, businesses we represent in multiple destinations across the southeast usa and uh i, I absolutely uh have found a, a special place in my heart, I guess you could say, for water sports and water tours. Uh, yeah, and I actually owned um, a, a jet ski operation in Orange Beach, Alabama. Had 15 skis at the height of it and, and sold it a few years ago. Uh, but uh, really have found um, a niche in it. I love it. Um, and it, just everything about it. So I, I think, so I think, without like trying to sound braggadocious, um, I think what, what 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 this what this podcast kind of came about is that like both of our businesses were able to scale relatively quickly, and yeah. I think they were able to scale quickly because we used a lot of the tactics and techniques of, um, you know, e-commerce and these kind of like titans of industry in general. I, I know we yeah. both we both talked about reading Shoe Shoe Dog uh, stuff, yeah. Phil Knight, mm -hmm. uh, the owner CEO of Nike. So I think me and Greg were able to um, be successful and scale our business uh, uh, quickly because we both had a passion for like knowledge and understanding and 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 uh, and a uh, you know yeah. thirst for business and under wanted to learn as much as we could about yeah, it. Yeah, so. and you know, there's a lot of great concepts in op just in operations and marketing from other segments of, of travel or just uh, other Anything. businesses in general. Walmart. But but how can <laughs> but how can we take those and apply them to our our, our, our business, industry. our industry? Yeah. And it's like, you know, we, we deal with different problems. Um, like I had a conversation with somebody the other day. Um, you know, they, they run a walking tour in New Orleans, but do they deal with what happens after the walking tour? You know, they just leave or yeah. where we have to inspect equipment. Uh, we have to deal with, you know, angry customers because of damages or anything yeah. like that. I mean, we have a whole subset of issues that only our industry, uh, deals with. And, you know, there, there really isn't anywhere that we can get information or have open dialogue up about these issues. And this kind of prompted us to want to start a podcast and, and bring people in. And we're going to have guests on the show uh, from all walks of the industry, from tech to operations. Um, and, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy it and come back each year. Yeah, uh, each I just week. Want, I want to note that. So when people tune in, like, who the hell are these guys? Who do they <laughs> think they are? You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, again, like, I, I, I want this podcast... Um, you know, to be for uh, people that are looking to get into the industry, people that are looking to scale, people that are struggling with their marketing, with their with their with their branding, if they're thinking about anything. So, 
This is for uh, this is for not just water sports people, mainly for water sports people. But if you're struggling to struggling to scale, you're struggling with operations, you're struggling with marketing, or you just want to level up. You feel like you got a good grasp on this game, but you want to wax with some guys and listen to some guys that are, you know, just like you and the mindset of you to think about this stuff constantly. So that's kind of want to bring a little context into not just who we are, but, but why we're doing what we're doing. And and uh, oddly enough, that that. Yes, last week we just started. We were kind of all over the place, and and we just said, "Well, what can we what can we like nail down for our first episode?" We wanted. We started talking about COVID, but it's just kind of like you know we're we're moving through that and and getting and getting on. So I I, I don't know if you brought it up or I brought it up, but we I think in that episode we were talking about com- branding versus commodity. So yeah. Greg, why don't you explain a little bit when you talk about branding versus commodity, like what that means to you? So, um, yeah, thanks, Kevin. So our, our topic today is branding versus uh, being a commodity business. And, you know, if you're listening to this and like, you know, what does all that mean? You know, what does being a commodity business mean? And so a commodity business is something uh, or a, a business that sells a, a product or a service. Um, and take example, I mean, every business sells a product or service, but it's basically a, a j- just that service. So for example, um, if you sell uh, jet ski rentals, the jet ski rental itself is a commodity, just like coffee is a commodity. I was going to say or coffee gas, versus or, Folgers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> so, and Folgers, so Folgers is the brand, the co- coffee is the commodity. Right, right. And in, in our industry, there's a lot of businesses that are okay with just selling a jet ski. We rent jet skis. Yeah, we, rent we rent boats. Jet skis. We, we rent do boats. parasail rides. We do parasailing rides. Yeah. And you know, and for some companies that is completely okay. That's all they need. Because uh, for example, let's say that there's destinations that people go once every five years. Like I went to New Zealand. I may never go back to New Zealand in, in, in my life. So there's destinations that are very much, we, we sell bungee jumping. Yeah. They don't care about the brand because they know you're not going to come back and follow that company you know, year over year on Facebook. They know what they're selling to people. But then you have businesses, I'd say like yourself, where you have lots of repeat customers and those repeat customers are starting to develop your brand, Destiny Water Adventures. And they're going to want to come back and expect yeah. you know, the level of service, the level of quality, and that's branding. Yeah. So it's like when you see on the side of the road, um, you know, you're driving by and somebody's got like a sign up that says uh, like food or, or, or hot dogs or they got a flag flying or they got a guy out there like holding a sign that says pizza, you know, uh, but McDonald's doesn't say burgers, you know, it says McDonald's. That, that's a brand, you know, Apple is Apple is a brand. These are these are yeah. huge brands. So when when people that's that's the difference. uh that, that's the difference between like McDonald's and say like Topps hamburgers. Like to me, Topps hamburgers, even though to me they're better than McDonald's, uh, the Topps hamburgers is like, oh, look, it's a hamburger joint. Like McDonald's is a Titan. McDonald's is McDonald's. And yeah. so you know what to expect right. wherever, wherever you go. Yeah. And absolutely. so the reason why this topic is important is because we realize in this industry that you can be both um, and succeed. You can be a commodity Absolutely. business and succeed. You can be a brand business, and also you could be somewhat of a hybrid and be okay. And we're going to go talk about you know the diff, you know the, the the reasons why you'd want to be one or the other, and uh, what and what you would do if you are one, maybe with your marketing or your operations. So, 
Um, let's start with this. Let's start with reasons for being a brand business. You know, why would you want to take your business to be a brand business? I can't yeah. see why anybody that is actually not selling commodities would not like, I mean, unless you're like, if you're a farmer and <laughs> selling like that's corn, a, that's a, yeah, that's you know good. what I mean? Like, I, that's great. But like in water sports, I feel like I just, I feel like in water sports, like that should be ultimately your goal. Like moving forward, I, I can't see why anybody would not. And I'm such a brand guy, man. You like, are. I just, I'm, I just, I cannot see like, and again, it's because for me, money comes second. And, and I always say it, I preach it to the choir. I look at everybody, I say, I don't give a shit, man. Money comes second to me. My brand comes first, my customer comes first. And as long as I follow with that methodology, then money will follow. Now, don't get me wrong, I pay attention to my margins because, you know, okay. I wanna make money, you have to make money to survive. But money is always a number two concern to me. Like I'm always so customer focused, customer centric because I can raise the prices next year. I can raise yeah. the prices down the pipeline if I want to because as my brand increase, my brand value increases. So as yeah. long as I keep on pumping away at, at pushing my brand, then I feel like the money will follow. So, and, I, and I feel like the greatest of entrepreneurs have always like Steve Jobs was not the richest man in the world, but Apple is the only company to reach an evaluation of a trillion dollars. Well, let, well, let's talk more about like, well, maybe people. You know, depending on where they're, they're, they are in their life, sure. maybe the brand doesn't fit. And let me give you a couple of good examples. Let's say that you uh, have a parasol boat in a few skis and you um, have an opportunity to partner with a resort and service their guest. So what you would, and there's no public parking for new customers that you may get offline or off an internet or through phone. Everything's going to be off that resort. However, that resort has a thousand people on any given day. Okay. There's no really ability to brand yourself because one, you have to rely on the resort's guest. Their parking is only limited to really resort people. And I see this in Northwest Florida where operators really are not branding themselves because they're doing great just servicing the resort customers. And, right, but and, then they're always going to be attached to that resort for the rest of their for the rest of their career unless they find a, a secondary location. And you can still work on brand building while being tied to a resort, but it's just going to be it's going to come down to customer reach out, how you deal with that. Yeah. Like they might check in at the resort, but there's things you can do on the boat uh, to to capture their information and make sure that they understand that your business is autonomous mm -hmm. from that resort. I, because again, I, and this is just me, and not yeah. everyone's gonna think like me. You can have a company that consider resort for the next twenty years, and the dude sell off his sell off the uh, the contract with that resort for millions of dollars. Like it's a dream come true for some providers to be at a resort. And I mean, if somebody offered me a hey man, you, you can put you at a resort and this and this and that, but I would never ever stop figuring out how to deviate because again, I would be thinking about my second location. But that's just the way I think. Some guys are straight owner operators. Like I worked for a guy and he was in Sandestin and you know, he had zero branding. He just lived off of that resort and he lived out there with that sale and, and, and that's what he did. And and he was happy with that. And but, then he also went out of business. Yeah, and you're right. If you don't have any secondary but but let's say you have operators that their plan is to work five years and be done with it. You know, and partnering. I mean if that's 
their their goal with their business and i don't think it's a bad to have that goal no be, you know, I because I. I mean it's a hard it's a hard business to be in especially you know being out in the sun for 16 hours if, a if, day. if you plan starting a business the way that you did in orange yeah. beach alabama then yeah like yeah. if you go in there with a goal i think that you are the very slim exception and, and I did, so yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. With, with my jet ski operation, I had it for three years and I sold the business. But my goal really wasn't heavily on branding. My goal was to use TripShock, the online booking site, to push sales. Right. And when you sell with a concierge or a third party, typically they don't promote your brand. Yeah. You know, they're promoting a jet ski rental. It's almost like it's the reseller's product and not really you're, you're really just the vendor of that product and you'll see on if you visit TripShock, not that i'm trying to promote it <laughs> but if you go on TripShock, you'll see that a lot of the brand names are removed because you know TripShock is trying to develop its brand right so um you know and then you know if trip advisor did that too trip, trip, and they even so much as they censored those people's listings and, and i have there's an i have a huge ethical issue i take a huge issue with that like i absolutely i, I agree but it's almost like Ticketmaster being like come see this awesome rock band and you're like wait a minute yeah, woo you know what i mean is it pearl jam or is it so they're yeah. a huge band from the 90s you definitely heard their yeah. music you're gonna love it for fans of allison Chains and soundgarden come <laughs> check it out like is it that's kind of like pearl jam the, whole tri the whole tribute band thing but you know, if, if if you're really trying to, if you if you want to be a commodity business and you just want to drive volume and make a lot of money, then there are avenues for it. You can work with concierge and resellers. I you agree. can you can partner with the resort. And but 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 if you are looking to go long term, if you want to be around for 10, yeah. 15, 20 years, you have got to start I, with branding because branding absolutely. isn't something that you start day you, day I, one and then you're I just, done. I like, want to go on record saying yeah. you can crush it as a commodity, a hundred percent. Like I mean, if you have some, if you buy something and you're like, man, I just want to get into this. I want to make some money. You know, I don't really want to be super hands on. I want to hire a guy. This is a guy that I work yeah. with in in uh, Sandusky, and that was his thing. You know, he oh, he was the owner. It's like a restaurant, like a restaurant yeah. tour. You know, and and and. And he just bought it and he hired a captain, hired a crew, and then, you know, waiting for the dividends to roll in. Now, anybody that's thinking about doing that, good luck and God yeah. bless you. You know, <laughs> because if you have no idea, like you started in Orange Beach, but at least you had an idea. You weren't just yeah. like, no, oh man, I'm going to get this water for gaming, make a ton of money. <laughs> like, I mean, this is definitely something... <laughs> you got to know how to cook a little bit. You got to know something about cooking if you want to get into water sports. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it can be done, but it's going to be a lot of money that's going to cost you on the front end. And if you do plan on being a, a, a commodity, like something that you're just going to get some checks and work with a resort, it's there. There's money to be made. It's, it's, it, can be, it can definitely be a good thing and a, a great investment for you. But uh, as far as, like, if, longevity if you, yeah. goes, yeah. Uh, it's going to be – it could be a short – thing i mean it could be 20 years and then again you could flip it and sell it and sell that contract and it'd be i've got a friend in key west and and he's got a business they got a great name they got a site but he doesn't do any branding he's 100 percent commodity and but and he's absentee but they struggle man you know and you know struggling. and typically with a commodity business you're i mean if, if i if i were to do the whole jet ski operation again i i would buy all used equipment Get it the cheapest because I'm gonna just run the equipment down. I don't because I don't care about my brand. 
I'm just getting new customers all the time. Oh, blah blah. Yeah, and and I, w- I would. I mean, that's. I mean, I, and I would and find I would I, everything I, would I find, could to talk you out of. That. I know. I would find. I mean, if but if I was like, let's say I was just looking to. I mean, it was not a good. Don't strategy. care about reviews. Yeah, you don't, don't care, care about. And, you know, we, there's a lot of operators that do that, but I would get all used equipment, and I would find a high volume location. I would work with heavily with concierge and resellers, and I would just I would really drive volume. And I wouldn't go and buy the best of the best because why? When you are not a brand, what does it matter to have you know all the best equipment in the world? I mean, as long as it runs and it's safe. Oh, let me know? get into it. I'm on yeah, the operation I'm just, side. I'm, let, let me stop you. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm talking good used equipment, right? I want, dude. Okay. I want an investor. Like, can you give me some money on this deal that you wanted to do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna run away because you're gonna lose a ton of money because. Yeah, no. So to me that, and I see guys that are doing this. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they're also, they're killing themselves, man. Mm -hmm. They're out there. And if you're going to do that, then you better have a hell of a manager. You better have somebody like you better have such a great business plan put together and Mm -hmm. understand that money's not going to be coming back to you for a long time. There's going to be a ton of headaches. So not only do you have, you got to have the right manager, a great person, especially with like used jet skis or something like that, or used boats. Like I see guys that are out there, they're standing in a sandbar changing fuel pumps. You're not going to find anybody that it's going to take you for, you're going to be out of business in a year. If you go and yes, you buy all brand new stuff. You can still hire that same manager 50 grand down the road, you know, but at the same point in time, you're not going to have stuff breaking down. You're not going to have angry customers. And that's not, that's just not branding though. That's, but that's like, you're leaving money out on the table now. Yeah. You know? Now my experience was we did hire a good, a really good manager and we did take good care. And you're right though, with skis, with skis, especially those used skis didn't have the life. Like or used we bought, parasail boats. Yeah, I mean, we had a four hundred and four to five hundred hours on each ski we bought used, but they were well maintained by the prior company. We got uh, at least one season out of them, but for fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a ski, you know, your your profit margins are really good when you're when doing that. But we did a, a few go down. We lost some money, and that's something that as a new business, me not wanting to make all that investment in, in the front end worked worked great. The next year, I still looked at myself as a commodity business all the three years. The next year, uh, I did buy new stuff, but I didn't buy the best stuff. If right. I was a brand and really focused my brand where I'm telling people we're buying new equipment, I would have bought like the VX110, you know, extended models. You know, I, I wouldn't have bought the, the EX cheapy but ones. So now, okay, so that's jet skis now. Let's, let's, if you move that into Parasail... All right, somebody goes and buys a used used parasail boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be game over, man. Like I had a I had a friend, uh, my, my my business partner. He, yeah. he started a parasail company, bought this beat down boat, threw everything into it. They went out there, they parasail for two three days. Boom, engine went down. He had no money. It, he needed twenty five thousand dollars. This is back yeah. in the gas days when you could get a Mercury four ninety six on a parasail boat. Now an engine package is sixty grand. So yeah, you could say you can go out and buy like some used POS for a hundred thousand dollars and go, yeah, man, I'm gonna yeah. parasail, I'm gonna hire a captain, we're gonna crush it. But I have seen more operators with that idea go out of business, especially in parasail. Like I mean, like that yeah. one year done, game over. You know, so boats, rentals, that's a little different. The yeah. jet ski, the jet ski game, I would highly advise against that as, as far mm-hmm. as like, because the thing is, get through your first year, learn as much as you can about it, not have a ton of breakdowns. Like, yeah. I, I bought a bunch of new stuff and I bought crappy, cheapy skis. And you know where those are? They're all in my backyard right now, like sunk, destroyed, because you know, I didn't want to spend the I, money. I, I 
this is my first foray into being a water sport owner. I mean, I've booked right. I booked thousands of, of, of <laughs> rentals before that, but then my first foray. So why did you sell and, it? And I did. <laughs> why did I sell it? Because it was a Jeez. nightmare. Well, it, it's not so much a nightmare, but it was how can I wasn't committed 100% to it. Right. I'm, I'm the CEO of a company with 50 employees, so I, I couldn't. Because you care about what? Longevity. And I care about longevity. Yeah, the brand of Tripshot. So shop. I get it. I, I, but I, it, but I get it was where you good, are with And it helped me really understand how a water sport company runs. And I got a lot of great stories to share with this podcast because of it. But that is, but that was the thing. Like if I was putting 100% of my time into it, it definitely would have been a brand from day one. But I knew the objective, what I wanted to do with it. I wanted to build it up and eventually sell it. Um, and that's where I, I focused my, my attention on is just putting volume out. You know, and, and we didn't, and we started off light. We bought used skis because I, I mean, maybe I wasn't going to be around a year. Yeah. So I didn't want to put so much, but I bought good used skis. Um, and I, I'll, I got, I'll put I got it out the there right now. There. For any anybody listening right now, if you have very specific questions, because each one of these things are different. So water sports, we get lumped into this whole thing. You know, somebody... <laughs> Somebody asked on the uh, Let's Talk Destin page, which I love trolling, by the way. <laughs> and you'll see all the owners and operators putting yeah, their yeah, things yeah, in there. Yeah. I never do. If you ever see me post in there, click on it. I promise it's worth that price of admission. Somebody posted in there. They're like, who's the best water sport company? And this is how crazy I'm about branding. <laughs> oh my God. This is why yeah. I'm nuts about branding because yeah. I hate the term water sports. Yeah. And that's why I'm Destiny Water Adventures. Ding, plug. <laughs> but I... <laughs> Water sport. I'm like, yeah, I came in first at getting drunk on a pontoon nine days in a row. And then I came in uh, second at, at, at trying to remove sickness. So I'm crazy about branding. Like, I won't even call myself a water sport company because I'm literally trying to rebrand water sports. So if anybody's got any questions specifically about used or new gear and you want to slide into my DMs, um, you can find me at info at Destiny Water Adventures or Kevin at Des Destiny Water Adventures. And you have some specific questions about specific gear because water sports jet skis versus parasail versus like kayaks versus paddle boards like you greg is absolutely right you can come in low cost on certain things and crush it other things you you and it and depending on the engine types like depending on the hours like it, there's gonna be a myriad of factors that if you plan on coming in as a commodity, Greg is right. Yes, you can use OTAs. You can buy used gear. You have a great location. You can get a contract with the concierge and absolutely come in and smash it and make a, make a ton of money, flip it, and get out. Um, I feel that probably the majority of our listeners are probably going to be brand builders. I mean, there might be the occasional person that wants to like, hey, let me see if I can get a water source and flip it. But if you guys got questions, you got commodity wise, and, and you 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 want so you want some specifics on parasail boats or different kind of engines and jet skis, you can hit me up at Kevin at Destiny Water Adventures. The info at Destiny Water Adventures. It might take me a while to get back to you because I'm incredibly busy with my business. But um, and if you need somebody to help you sell that, you can also reach out to Greg at Tripshock.com. Yep, Greg at Tripshock.com. Um, Greg is ground floor. OTA operator when 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 you partner up he was the first voice I heard on the phone when I wanted to partner with somebody for an OTA um, I, I will always stop Greg and Greg I hope will stop me if we ever try to start selling our businesses on this podcast <laughs> we might not be able to help it I'm a huge fan of his he's a huge fan of mine um, but yeah if you want it if you want to sell volume Greg is really good at that if you guys got some questions about operations um, or or branding or direct marketing you can ask me too so as well <laughs> so we, let, let's talk about 
you know, why, why would you want to be a brand business? Because, um, you know, obviously we know we want to be a brand business because of repeat customers, but more so of, you know, what are the reasons more beyond that? And, um, you know, one, one thing I don't, what gets me is why companies do not want to be brands is that as you develop it, it's going to lower the costs to bring new customers because getting new customers is expensive. Unless unless you're in a high volume location with the time walk. I can answer you real fast yeah. why you want a brand because if you're coming in this business and you wanna you wanna create something for the future and you love what you do because again I feel like water sports is a passion project for a lot of people too they want to make money but it's also it becomes a passion you like like Ben was not like he was a serial entrepreneur and now he's a stone cold water sports guy man you know he hit that backflip on that hydro flight board and that was it so because either you're you you get into it I mean god we could we could talk for another hour and a half but I'll yeah. sum it up like this um you know if you want to put if, if you plan on putting 20 years into something if you want to put something um that's going to be around after you're gone something for your kids something for your children um, you know, something that down the line you will eventually start to your, the acquisition cost of acquiring a customer will get less and less and less and less. But building a brand is a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of dedication and it takes a lot of focus and it takes a lot of passion. And I don't care if you're branding plumbing or you're branding your whatever hamburgers, yeah. toothpicks, like it, you, building a brand is, is just as much work, if not more as, as doing like a, a selling commodities and, and you know it's it interesting but when you build a brand you'll notice over time your pricing will go up absolutely at a faster rate than if you're a commodity business if you're a commodity business the likelihood of your pricing increasing as you as you you know become you know more established is not as likely and i, and I see several examples of companies that we've been working with for 10 years their pricing increases much slower than the ones that really work on their brand uh, because you know, when the more people that are coming back year after year, they they had such a good memory. They're okay Absolutely. with paying a little bit more because they know you got good equipment, you got a good captain that puts on a good show. I mean, if there's a few dollars difference between a competitor that they never heard of, they're going to go with you. So, yeah, it might cost a little bit on the front end to make sure your website looks the way it needs to be. You got a good logo. Um, your team is dressed with you know the company shirts when they walk up i mean there's a lot of things that play into uh, becoming a brand business also your trademark is an appreciating asset that's right you don't realize that but you run a company for 20 years and you have a million emails in your database if you have a customer i mean now with reservation tech you can have a create a customer database of what they've done uh, in the previous that is all valuable stuff yeah like just imagine and that's your website website i mean I, I can see businesses selling just their customer list and their website for well, thousands, well, hundreds of thousands of dollars. For a layman, you know? here you go. Go see what it costs to buy a building or to, to, to lease a building and start a hamburger restaurant and see what it's going to cost you to do that. See what it costs to buy a fucking McDonald's <laughs> franchise. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, it's just like, it's, it's ridiculous. And you could probably start like 50 grand a, a hamburger stand, but McDonald's half a million, whatever, a million yeah. dollars. So, so that's, so the, the, the intangibles that Greg's talking about, just that logo, that McDonald's logo is worth millions of dollars for you to put that and, and say that that's who you are. That logo alone for you able to use that, the intangible uh, uh, benefits of that are, are, 
come at a very high uh, monetary value. And then, you know, so if, if you choose to be a brand business and that's your goal, you know, and, and maybe it, that your priorities change. Maybe, maybe you start off as a commodity business just to, to get your feet wet and you don't want to put too much into it. And then you realize year two, year, year two or three, you're like, okay, I want to build this into a brand. How? Yeah. How do they do it? How do you brand then? So, I mean, that's a very loaded question, but for the 45 minutes of our show, uh, I would, the first thing I would start with a brand, and I think you would agree with me, yeah. is a logo. Yeah. Is a logo 100%. and a name. And when you choose that name, do not choose it lightly. Make sure the name is natural and it embodies what you do. Um, you work, you spend, and, and, and spend some time on that logo because that's what you're going to go with potentially for the rest of your life. Look at uh, Sunset Water Sports in Key West. The logo hasn't changed in yeah, 30 what, years 30 or years. Like that. And yep. whether or not it, it's, it, you know, it's it's a, a modern logo um, and it's it's contemporary to what people, it's, I'm sure people go to Key West every get, year and they look at that and they look at that logo and they're like, we know, we know what that is. That is Sunset Water Sports and we've, we've been there for. So um, make sure that logo talks speaks to you and and something you're going to stick with that's the first yeah. thing i would start with the second thing is making sure that you have a holistic view of how you want to brand so when i say holistic that means your team is wearing shirts that, that have your logos on it your website looks looks good and it looks quality your equipment is is branded where um that actually is another whole conversation whether it or not is. you brand your equipment but I don't. um but everything is just meant so with your logo is everywhere. Like people know when that logo is on that equipment or it's on your employee's shirt, like this is, you know, this so is the quality. Let me jump in. So here's, okay. here's a great example of a company transitioning from a commodity to a brand. Now, mm -hmm. initially they were trying to brand, but I had a long, extensive conversation with them. I'm going to go ahead and plug yeah. one of my evil enemies. So they're Jenny, they're one of your partners, Jenny Lou Pontoon. Okay. This company's called Jenny Lou Pontoon. They spell it J-E-N-N-I-E-L-O-U. And that is a very different name way of most people spell Jenny like Forrest Gump Jenny. You know, J-E-N-N-Y. So every time I was trying to tell people about this company, they would be like, I would have to spell it. And then it was like more time for me on my phone. And I'm like, when I'm busy, I gotta go. So I'll be like, just Google Jenny Lou Pontoon. I'll be like, well, J-E-N-N-I-E, because I want them, them mm -hmm. to get the boat. You know, they're our family-run business, whatever. So I, I yelled at their owner about it. I'm like, you got a great product. You got a great company. You got a, his wife is Jenny Lou, and he named it after her because they have a great relationship. So you got this great company, family-run business, great customer service, zero branding. I can't even get people to your website because they're spelling it wrong. And he took that to heart. And so we, they, they bought another website. They're still Jenny Lou Pontoon, but he bought a website called Pink Pontoon. And then he did the bottom paint of his boat, Pink, and he put PinkPontoon.com. Now that is a great a great idea. And then he had signs everywhere that said pontoon rental. So that is a great transition from a commodity business to now they're working on their brand. Now everyone's yeah. going to see them pink pontoons, man, that's success. That's, I said, that was a great idea. Dude. That's a really Brilliant. good idea. Yeah. You know, super good. And, and he had the, and he had, you know, he had the, for the foresight to like, listen to another guy that's been in the game a little bit longer than him. And, and, you know, you know how people get competitive, but regardless, um, you know, so as Greg said, a great logo, a great web, a great website, 
Um, you can you can actually create a lot of brand awareness for very cheap, and a lot of people I don't think are utilizing this uh, using this today. But you can run engagement campaigns on Instagram and Facebook, like we were talking last time about, like branding using a billboard. Like you know, big dogs use billboards for branding purposes because they're so expensive and the ROI on it is so slim. But now you can run engagement campaigns on Facebook and Instagram, and and even cheaper, you can like start hitting them young, going at TikTok, Snapchat. I mean, for pennies on the dollar and run engagement campaigns and run brand awareness campaigns and really dial it in even to and your customer base. And that's probably going to be in another podcast going deep dive yeah. into Facebook ads. But you're right. I Shirts. Mean, you, you, don't, you don't have Stickers. To, gorilla. You know, yeah, I go right exactly. to the internet. You know? Just because your your big competitor can afford five billboards doesn't mean that you still can't brand. You, you can you can brand internally. You can reach nine. You yeah. can reach nine times the amount of people on that billboard with social media marketing. Like I can't, and I'm not like maybe episode 100. I'll be like, <laughs> check out Kevin social media direct marketing, but. I'm not marketing or selling marketing services, but I'll tell you what, taking a little bit of time and running an engagement campaign for people in your area, for locals, people know who you are, having nice shirts, having some stickers, having some swag, if you want to create a brand, and that's just an awesome thing to give to a customer at the end. You know, I have customers, that, and I always forget I have the stickers laying around, but some would be like, oh, my name's Destiny, and I'm like, well, I got yeah. something for you, here's a sticker, you know, but they should all be getting it. You know, but. honestly, one of my favorite uh, brands um, just locally here in Northwest Florida is 38.com and they have done a phenomenal job and you know really what's done it is those darn stickers <laughs> the car I mean I, I was in Niagara Falls for my wedding 10 years ago and I was seeing people with the stickers on their car on fence posts everything I'm like wow it got that far up here yeah um and i mean what did it cost them to print out those stickers and they even charge for them now and they give the charity so, yeah with a little with yeah, the little sun the, on the, it the little sun on it so yeah. i mean just because your competitors are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on billboards and print ads and all that you can still work on your brand you can you can print t-shirts <sighs> let me jump print, in you i gotta jump in again car. but water yeah. sports are not though yeah. yeah i mean like i mean we talk about it but and, and, and especially here, we're dealing with a ton of commodity-based businesses. Yeah. You know, that's why, like, when I first looked at this market, I was like, dude, I could build a brand here. Like, everyone's just like, we sell pontoons, we do parasails. Like, they have names, but, you know, it's they're not, like, attacking it. So in water sports especially, you have, at this moment in time, and it's not going to be like this forever, more younger entrepreneurs will take over, will know this, will know this stuff. And if you're not doing it, you will be left in the dust. But nobody, not nobody, but very few companies are building brand at the, at the, at the lower levels of a family-run business. If you're doing under six figures, if you're doing in the low hundreds, uh, nobody's thinking about that shit when they're, when, you know what I mean? When they're trying to put food on the table and pay the bills and, no. you know, your water sports company is maybe netting you 25 or 30 grand a and the year. First, and the first thing they do when, when things are tough is they lower their price. No, and we then, won't get that, into that. Exactly, that's, that's but I'm saying, topic. but that, but that, but that, but that is when you're teetering on that, that, that uh, commodity versus brand. Right. When you start, and the first thing you do is lower your price. Yeah. When something goes wrong, you are thinking like a commodity business. Yeah, absolutely. A, a brand business will add value. Hundred percent. And then when I say that, a good example would be you'd add a kayak, you know, to the to the value, yeah. add value. But when you lower your price, that really kills your brand. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, because it's hard to come back from that. You know, like you can always lower your price. It's really hard to raise them. I mean, yeah. depending on how you're reaching out to the market, you can pretty much do whatever you want through A and B testing and looking. But again, another longer topic, deeper, deeper dive topic. But I will say that again. Some stickers, you don't need a million of them. Some nice T-shirts so your employees to wear. Um, and then, yeah, start messing around on Facebook. Even if you're not running a campaign, you know, you can always be dropping your brand in there and, and learning how that stuff works. Like Instagram is severely undervalued. Snapchat severely undervalued. Uh, TikTok is severely undervalued. And you can get in there for pennies on the dollars and run brand awareness campaigns if that's what you want to do because it can get very, very, very expensive to yeah. do that. But in the long run, I feel that by the time you've invested that money and that time and that work, then your acquisition, what it what it costs to you to put a customer on your boat, it's going to just, those numbers are just, the margins are gonna get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until eventually, you know, your, your, your brand, I mean, you're still gonna always advertise, you're still gonna market, you're still gonna be out there mixing it up, but you're gonna be, you're gonna be a, a, a household name, at least in your small community, which, can lead to such lower costs because if somebody's like, yeah, we go to Destiny Water Adventures every single year and they tell their mom that and their mom tells that that word of mouth is so much easier to to achieve in today's and you know, is, super information age. And they're and they're not going to go to your site and say, oh, I'm going to, you know, look for a you know, a lower better, price, better price because because they're already sold on the referral. They're done. They're sold. They they know. I mean, I tell you the the experience and the memory and then the reviews too. I mean, uh, that all plays into a fact. And when you're a brand, reputation management is something that you have to take serious because if if, yeah. if people are leaving reviews, good or bad, you have to get on there and start responding to them because everything you do that's under your name, no matter if it's on your website or on TripAdvisor or even, even TripShock, you know, you have to maintain that brand integrity, let them know that there's a voice and you care, and that goes a long way. Because so, I'll tell you what, they remember, they damn sure remember your name when you don't do a good job. That's for sure. I've had <laughs> reviews where they were like, Destiny Water Adventures, they killed my children. That's not true. I didn't kill their children, but they knew my name. They're like, Destiny. I'm like, damn it, I did too good for branding. It was actually a very recent one. It's like one of the three one-star reviews we get, we yeah. have, but it popped up on TripShock. But know, yeah, so I, I think like reputation management, like, you know, that it is 100%. We could do, we, again, we could do a 15 minute and we should, and we should probably leave it at that because I yeah. think we, I could do a 15 minute deep yeah, dive yeah, yeah. on so, reputation so management. Let's, so let's uh, just sum it up because we're up about 40 minutes here. Final thoughts on, on branding versus commodity. Well, um, I'm, I, man, I love building stuff and I've, I've, I've told you this a hundred times and I've said it in this episode a hundred times. I put money second. I love building things. That's why I'm an entrepreneur. That's why I love working in water sports. I love building shit. So building my brand is the most favorite part of my business because it is my unique message, my unique story. It, my brand is a rep representation of me. So um, I I think as far as a commodity-based business, unless I was just getting to like an off-season, like a pressure washer thing to make mm -hmm. a little bit of extra money on the side, yeah. like that is, you know, but again, like I'm building something for the future and it's hard for me to ever get taken away into thinking against something uh, like along those lines. Well, mm -hmm. let me get into investing. Let me get into this because it takes my time away from what I'm, what I'm passionate about and what I love doing, which is Destiny Water Adventures. So um, I think if you're going to get into this game, yes, you can make some money as a commodity, 
But I think overall, if you looked at the data, that I, I think you're going to see more people are going to fail. You're 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 the exception, and not the rule. So uh, build build your brand. Care about your brand. Care about what you're selling because it, it it's going to make you more money in the long run. So um, if you are if you're a demeter, if you're a brand or commodity, there's no wrong way of doing it. You That's just need right. to know your objectives from the start. Yep. If your objective is to build a long lasting company. Become a brand and start from square one. Yeah. Um, if you uh, want to be a commodity business, uh, have a plan. Is it three, five, seven years? Uh, partner, find a high volume location. Find uh, maybe some good partners and resellers. Uh, find a uh, maybe a resort to, to come in. Yep. Uh, those, those are things that you're going to have to be very focused on. And you can do this at, if you're a brand regardless. But if you're a commodity business, you really have to rely yeah. uh, on these things. Um, and so, uh, this again, doesn't really matter which way you go, but definitely brand is where I would want to fall in if I'm going to grow a long company. Uh, if you don't have the money, um, that's okay. There's, there's other things to do to get your brand out there early on. There's things you can do just internally by wearing t-shirts and marking your boats and having a good signage, uh, getting a good logo, making a good website. So these things don't cost a lot of money. And over time, and and I see this with lots of companies. Over time, your acquisition costs will be lower. You're going to be able to charge more, and you're going to be a much happier operator. You're going to you're going to get those repeat customers, and yeah. you're going to be building something special. Like Kevin said, you can hand down to your your kids, um, or even sell it um, yeah. for for much more than if it would be a commodity business. Uh, so, so typically we would have some Q and A uh, since our first episode. We'll just go ahead and skip that. But we hope that we'll get some great. Questions. We need some, some phones for some yeah. callers. Oh, yeah, some callers. That'd be cool if we had like a phone. They, they can call in. <laughs> like nobody could be like one person, <laughs> the same person every week. You oh, know, Brad again. Oh, yeah. You know it's going to be like some jerk asking some so questions. So I'd like to leave it here, man. If you yeah. got if you got any questions about any of this stuff, you can um, – You right now we don't have any way of reaching us at the moment. We're going to have a website here shortly. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook at Destiny Water Adventures. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Destiny Water Adventures. You can uh, hit up my email info at Destiny Water Adventures or Kevin at Destiny Water. And you Adventures. can join our Facebook group. Yeah, you can join our Facebook group. I completely yeah. forgot. Uh, yeah. It is it is uh, Florida Water Sports. We're gonna change it to something more catchier, but or we're just Water Sports started. of Florida. Right? Water Sports, yeah, of, Florida. Water Sports of, Florida. of Florida. I started the group. Yeah, I, I don't know the name of it. And you, and you can reach me, uh, Greg at TripShock.com. Uh, any questions you have uh, about the show, um, or if you want to be a guest. On the yeah. Show. yeah, yeah, yeah. Be we, a guest. We can be so guests. we guests. Yeah. Um, and we look uh, forward to providing uh, lots of great future shows for you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think this is our best one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. We're out of here. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you guys on the next one with the awkward water sports guys. Right, thank you. You've been listening to the awkward water sport guys podcast. If you're in the water sport industry, this is the podcast that brings the business perspective to parasailing, jet and ski boat rentals, sailing, snorkeling, and everything else. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Be sure to sign up to our email list at watersportpodcast.com and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. We'll see you next time, and thanks for listening.
Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Water Sport and Boat Tour Operators, to continue the conversation. See you next time.